Hello, and welcome to the Federal Contracting Made Easy podcast, where we take the complex world of government contracting and break it into simple steps that any small business owner can master. Now, let me introduce your host, Nancy Byerly. Hello, and welcome to the wonderful world of government contracting. I'm your host, Nancy, and today we're going to be discussing how to file an agency protest. This is episode number 102, but before we get into today's topic, let's roll that intro and get that out of the way. Welcome back. So the first step that you have to do is you have to gather all the supporting documentation that you're going to use to justify your position with the contracting officer and that contracting agency. So you want to gather everything that you can to support your case. The next thing you need to do is you need to analyze the information that you were able to obtain. Are the benefits greater than the costs associated with filing this protest? And that's going to be a decision that you have to make as a business owner. Now, to help you make this decision, there's some things that you're going to want to ask yourself. And that's the following questions. Can you justify your position with the government? The next thing you're going to want to look at is Have you determined all the costs that are going to be associated with filing that protest? Will you hire an attorney to assist you through the protest process? And will you require expert witnesses or consultants to help you through the process? Are there any other costs that may be involved in filing a protest? For example, if you're filing a GAO protest, which we'll discuss next week, you have to file an electronic fee of $350 to file the protest. And the last thing is you want to make sure you go through your solicitation one last time to make sure that, yes, that information is either missing from the solicitation and you will want to review the Federal Acquisition Regulation, otherwise known as the FAR, to determine and make sure you understand all the steps necessary in filing your protest. If you fail to present the facts in this matter, either a concise and logical format, then the agency can and will dismiss your protest. We don't want that, so make sure you take the time and make sure that your facts are concise and in a logical format. Now, when filing your protest, there's going to be some things that you want to make sure that you have there. So you might want to create a checklist again to make sure that you've included everything that you need. Do you have your name, address, fax, and telephone number on the protest? Is the solicitation number or contract number also included? Did you state your factual or legal grounds for the protest? Did you include a description of the prejudice to the protester? And did you include copies of any relevant documents to support your case? Also, did you request some sort of form of relief to the government? Have you demonstrated that you are an interested party? 
Have you established that this is a timely protest? And have you addressed the protest to the contracting officer or other government official according to the instructions in the solicitation? Remember, the solicitation is going to tell you who it needs to go to. It's not necessarily every time going to be a slam dunk case that goes to the contracting officer. It could go to somebody else. You want to make sure you review that solicitation and select the select and select the correct person to send your document to. Now remember, if you're filing the protest with GAO, you only have 10 days to do that. If you're filing a protest after award, you have five days. So you need to make sure you adhere to that time frame. You have the right to request an independent review of your protest at a level above the contracting officer. All solicitations should advise potential bidders and offerers that the review is available. The official does not have to be within the contracting officer's supervisory chain. When it's practical, the office should not have been previously involved in the procurement. If there's an agency appellant review of the contracting officer's decision on the protest, it will not extend GAU's timeliness requirements. You will still have to file your GAO protest within that 10 days. Now remember that protests based on alleged improprieties in a solicitation must be filed before bid opening or the closing date of the receipt of proposals. As all other protests must be filed no more than 10 days after the basis of the protest is known or should have been known, whichever is earlier. In addition, the agency can determine that a protest was raised from issues significant to their acquisition system, system may consider the merits of this protest, which has not filed within the specific time frames. So what happens after you file your protest? That the government cannot award a contract once they receive the protest. That is, of course, unless the contract awarded is justified. In order to justify the contract award, the government needs to put it into writing its urgent and compelling reasons or its determination that it is in the government's best interest to do so. This determination or justification needs to be approved at least one level above the contracting officer or by another official depending on the agency-specific procedures. The contracting officer will inform those contractors who submitted bids that they might be eligible for contract award pending the outcome of the protest. In order to avoid the need for resolicitation, the contracting officer will reach out to the bidders to ask them to expend the acceptance time for their proposals. The government can, depending on the need of the supplies or services, make a determination that it's in the government's best interest to award the contract without waiting for resolution of the protest. Otherwise, the government will suspend all contracting actions until the protest has been resolved. The agency protest does not extend the time for obtaining a stay at GAO. Agencies may include as part of the agency protest process a voluntary suspension period when the agency protests are denied and the protests are filed with the GAO. Remember that if you're going to file a protest with GAO that you have only 10 days to do so. 
No one wants to see a protest on a contract award, including the contracting activity. The contracting activity will do their best to resolve the agency protest within 35 days after the protest is filed. That is the extent permitted by laws and regulations. During this time, the parties may exchange relevant information. Once the agency has reached a decision on the protest, they need to explain their position to the protester. This explanation needs to be logical and will also provide a method of acknowledgement of receipt by the protester. As we discussed earlier, the decision to file a protest or not is a business decision that only you can make. It is best to keep it's best to perform a cost-benefit analysis before making the decision. Emotions tend to run high in government contracts, and the last thing you want to do is to misstate or misrepresent information on your protest. Or if you file a protest and you had sat down and thought about it for a while, you wouldn't have filed that protest to begin with. So always make sure you try to take the emotions out of it and look at it from a logical standpoint. That's it for this week's episode. Next week, we're going to go through a GAO protest. So stay tuned. Please remember to subscribe, rate. If you have any questions, ask those comments. Please hit the like bell. The more you hit the like bell, the more my content will be seen, and that will be greatly appreciated. Until next week, as always, be safe.